0: Hello and welcome to the Eat, Train, Recover podcast. I'm your host, fitness professional, Justin Jefferson. This podcast covers all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness, and is dedicated to helping everyday individuals live the fittest and healthiest life possible. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Train, Recover show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Thank you for being here. And if you are a regular listener, I appreciate you joining me once again. We're going to be going over developing a healthy relationship with fitness. And believe it or not, you can actually have uh, a toxic relationship with, with exercise, with nutrition, with fitness overall. And I just want to make sure that we understand It is very, very important to make sure that we develop and maintain a healthy relationship with fitness, with with exercise, with nutrition, um, because we don't want things to kind of go towards that toxic direction. All right. And and one way that I'm going to start off with is, is making sure that you are just approaching this with a mindset of chasing progress, but not perfection, right? So what does that really mean? So a lot of times we can find ourselves looking to do something without fault, without error, in a perfect manner. And in reality, we're humans, right? We need to understand that if we are aiming to be perfect, the odds of us actually achieving that are going to be pretty much slim to none, right? Because we know we're human beings. At some point, we're subject to some type of mistake, slip up or shortcoming. So we need to understand that we need to chase Progress. So, even though we typically are not going to be perfect, we can do our best to make progress every day, right? And one model that I like to live by is beat yesterday. If you can just try to be a little bit better than you are the day before, you're getting better. And guess what? As I said, we're humans, you're not always going to get better every single day at everything. But if you have that mindset and that's your goal, just to try to get better every day by beating yesterday, you will continue to make progress right obviously with the work behind it but you have to have that mindset going in so you need to understand like try to start off with smaller changes first and work your way up it's not about being perfect you're not a robot you gotta go at a good pace that's going to fit you so make sure that you are chasing progress not perfection because if you get caught up in this whole trap of trying to be perfect there's a good chance you could end up um, falling on your face and and having to start over. And if that happens enough times, you can start to develop a not so good relationship with fitness, right? Because now you're thinking about all the times that you have, um, you know, felt like you failed and, and couldn't achieve it. And that could just be because you set the bar a little bit too high by trying to do everything perfectly, right? Thinking everything needs to be perfect. So, for example, if you're working on eating a little bit better and you're saying, you know what, I'm trying to cut back on processed foods. Um, and you planned on going, you know, three days this week without any processed food. And maybe you slipped up and had some processed food within that three day period. That's okay. You didn't fail. You're still making progress. You, you are still eating less processed food than you have been previously. So you need to understand that you're making progress versus chasing that perfection Mindset, chase that progress, not perfection. Um, and, and this kind of leads right into also just developing a healthy relationship with food, which is a big part of it. I mean, this can be an episode in itself and it will be down the road, but a big part of a, a healthy relationship with fitness will be developing a healthy relationship with food. So as I stated, you know, you could be trying to cut back on the amount of processed foods you're taking in. This is just an example that I'm using. Um, like I said, it's not always going to be perfect. You're still going to want to have some balance, right? Some balance in your nutrition, some balance in your eating habits. So even though you're cutting back, you don't necessarily have to completely eliminate this right from your, from your eating habits. You can still have the balance in there. So maybe you are a big fan of pizza. I actually personally love pizza. I live in New York, which uh, many would call the pizza capital, (laughs) right? Um, I love pizza. And I don't ever want to completely eliminate that. Now, there are times where I'll go longer periods of time without eating it, but I don't ever want to feel like I have to completely eliminate that. We need that balance in our lives, and that could be with anything. So a big part of having a healthy relationship with food is going to be making sure that you have balance in your diet so you can actually include foods that you enjoy, right? I like to enjoy what I'm eating, um, even if it's not, again, something is – Uh, along the same lines as eating pizza or eating ice cream and things like that all the time, you still need to balance and try to fit those things in sensibly into your diet. And another part of your relationship with food is, and I know if your goal is, you know, fat loss, you want to lose some body fat, and obviously uh, you need to be in a calorie deficit to do so, but do not starve yourself. That's not healthy. It's not a healthy relationship with food. And that's also just not healthy for your body in general, right? So we make, need to also make sure we're eating and consuming enough food, getting enough nutrients and, you know, just to make sure that we can survive and our body can function uh, optimally the best that it possibly can. So developing a healthy relationship with food is, is going to be very, 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 very important, okay? And this actually also ties in to treating food as a form of, um, like it's a reward in a sense, right? Um, it should fit into your your day, right? It should fit into your life. You shouldn't treat food as uh, as a reward the same way you shouldn't treat exercise as punishment, right? It's okay to celebrate and go out and eat or celebrate with your favorite, you know, dish. That's that's perfectly fine. But I wouldn't necessarily always make you know every uh, reward or, or celebration based around food, right? But it's, it's okay to do so from time to time, but we just make sure however we are going to do it, try to have a healthy and sensible relationship with food. We're not starving ourselves. We're also not completely depriving. We're not depriving ourselves, right? We are making sure we're eating a balanced diet, but also we're eating the right amount of food. We still don't want to overeat. We still don't want to overconsume. We still want to make sure that we're getting um, enough lean protein in, enough you know vegetables and, and getting your fruit in. Also, and eating, you know, good nutritious carbohydrates, uh, complex carbs are going to be the slower absorbing carbs, just things like that that fit your diet, um, but also but also make them to fit your lifestyle. When I say diet, I'm just referring to like the, the lifestyle you're eating, I don't mean like a binge diet, but that also ties me in, ties right into the next point that I wanted to make with the healthy relationship with food is trying not to get so caught up on fad diets per se, right? Or, you know you may want to take components of a way of eating and try to fit that into your lifestyle. And, you know, obviously there are a ton of different uh, fad diets that have just gone on and it seems like it changes every five to 10 years, but try to take components that are going to be realistic and healthy for you. Right. You don't have to necessarily just try something because it worked for your neighbor it worked for your brother, your sister, your spouse or whoever, Try something that's uh, do something that's going to be healthy for you, something that's going to be sustainable. A lot of times, along with some of these fad diets not even being so healthy, a lot of times they're not sustainable. Right. So you can't really do them longer than 30, 45, 60 days without, you know, really hitting a wall. You, you slip up and then you just kind of all the wheels come off. But if you can actually fit the, this type, uh, have the philosophy of adopting certain things like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to eat as much processed food anymore, right, as I state, because they do have specific plans that you don't have anything processed at all, right? So that may be extreme for most to last beyond that 30, 45, 60 days or however long you decide to do this, but if you if you look at something and say, all right, you know, 85% of the time I'm going to try to eat non-processed foods, 90% of the time, that's realistic There's some balance in there and you still leave some wiggle room for whether if you're going to attend a party or you just want to enjoy a slice of cake or, you know, whatever is going on. Excuse me. Whatever's going on in your life. You want to make sure that you can still be a human. You can still have that balance in there. (coughs) Excuse me. and, And that you can, you know, still be healthy and have a healthy relationship with food. Right. So you don't necessarily have to adopt a way of eating that has a label to it right? You, that's just, that. It just doesn't have to be that way, right? Some people do choose to eat a plant-based diet. Some people just have decided to eat less meat or not eat red meat. Whatever is going to fit you best and benefit your health, it's perfectly fine. Just make sure you're doing it in a healthy manner, but, just, but you don't necessarily have to eliminate all animal products every single day if you don't want to do that, right? If you can still make it fit, or sometimes you'll have some some you know some stuff here and there and most times you won't that's perfectly okay too right your way of eating does not have to have a label to it make sure I'm going to you can hear this word a lot make sure you have that balance all right my next point is just going to be it's going to have to do with with workouts right with your workouts and making sure that you understand that sweating and soreness are not necessarily an indicator of a good or effective workout and I say this because for starters, talking about sweat, some of us just happen to sweat more than others, right? Naturally, I know a friend of mine when I was, um, I remember back in high school, we could be playing a video game. If it got a little, slightly a little bit warmer in the room, he would just be sweating like crazy. I'd be fine, not sweating at all. Um, so, so some of us can sweat for minimal activity, like he'd be sitting down and just really sweat alive. The temperature rose the slightest bit. Um, now, when it comes to exercise, I do sweat quite a bit when I'm working out, when I'm training, I'm pushing myself through intense activity. That may not be you. You may not sweat a ton, right? I have someone in my family, she just doesn't sweat a lot, no matter how active you know she is. Everybody is different. That does not mean that your workout is not effective. Now, on the flip side, just because you are sweating a lot does not necessarily mean that you're getting a good workout in as well. Maybe you sweat a lot. Maybe the temperature is high. Maybe you or wearing extra layers, right? So it could be a number of things. So understand that, uh, don't always associate just sweating with a good workout or an effective workout. And then the soreness, right? So soreness is a is something that happens <clears throat> differently for different people, but usually normally in the beginning of a, of a phase, whether it's you're just starting out or maybe you changed a phase of your workouts so or you're lifting, you're doing something your body's not used to, your body can kind of go through that that little shock phase where you get sore for a second. Um and that's that that that's perfectly normal, right? But at the same time, it does not mean because you're not sweating a ton, because you're not getting a excuse me, because you're not uh, getting very, very sore, because you can you can still walk, it does not mean you didn't get a good workout in. Right. So that it's it's gonna be different for everybody, but understand that just because you you're you didn't get sore the following day, it doesn't mean that it was not effective. So I want to I want to just put that out there. Yes, soreness is a normal thing in relationship to exercise when you're challenging your body, pushing your muscles to, to a new place. But just because you didn't get sore from today or yesterday's workout does not mean it was not effective. Okay, so I just wanted to to cover that because that seems to be um, something that just I see flying around the internet all the time, and it's and it's. I just want you to understand. You don't have to sweat, and you don't necessarily have to be sore in order to get a good workout in. Uh, and it's all about just approaching, you know, things with the with the mindset, with the with the proper mindset, and just approach it, approaching fitness as a whole in its entirety. With the proper mindset is going to be super important because, it, with that being said, like look at how we approach our workouts, right, or our physical activities. You don't want to approach them as a task, right? As we're moving to the next point, we don't want to approach fitness as a task or a chore, but you actually want to look at it for what it is, is it's actually an opportunity to improve your health, to improve your mood, right? Release, reduce some stress, build strength, you, you know, and then also you do have the the, the body composition, um, you know, benefits as well, right? If that's what your goal is, but fitness should not be viewed as a task. Like, oh, I hate this. It, it's, it should not be viewed as something that you hate and you have to do this every single day. Fitness is not a, it's not punishment, right? Fitness is not punishment. So we talked earlier about having balance and your nutrition and the problem with sometimes that eating perfect mindset that we mentioned can also be a little bit toxic because we think because we ate that donut that we didn't plan on eating, we now have to go get on a treadmill for 60 minutes or we must be right, or go do something specific to make up for it. We just wanna make sure that we are balancing things out properly Fitness is not punishment for consumption of food. Don't associate like your workouts. Don't always associate like your workouts with eating, you know, extra food, right? That's really not something that you want to get in the habit of doing. Um, It can become very, very toxic. And before you know it, every time you end up eating something that you didn't plan on eating, you're just going to put yourself back on this, whether it's a, a treadmill or you know whatever it is whatever physical activity you feel like you've needed to engage in i've seen people put on the internet burpees which i'm not a huge fan of burpees anyway but that's another story for another day um and it's it's just it can be very very toxic you know to your your mindset to your thinking so just try not to to do that now nutrition is important yes energy balance is important right calories in calories out that all matters but try not to to punish yourself uh because you Ate something a little bit differently that you didn't you didn't plan, um, and and a part of that actually ties into the next point is going to be towards developing realistic habits, right? And this kind of touches back on what we talked about with with nutrition, with trying to eat perfectly. That's not really realistic for most humans, like really for any human that I know. But it's not realistic for most people in general to be perfect in any in area, and especially when it comes to to nutrition, you know. Um, so make sure we're not setting unrealistic goals and make sure we try to build some and develop some habits at a realistic level at a realistic pace. Um, even if you're going to approach your workout, right? Let's say, you know, just historically, you are not a morning person. If you're historically not a morning person, it is probably not the best idea to designate the crack of dawn for your workout time. I mean, barring if you, unless you have Absolutely no other time to get it done. I would, all usually suggest trying to find a time that you can actually stick to and that can become realistic for you. Because what, ha- what ultimately will happen if you already hate waking up before a certain time, and then now you're you're throwing exercise into the mix at this time, there's a good chance you may end up associating exercise with those negative feelings that you have about waking up early in the morning, right? Because you're already miserable, you don't feel good, you want to go back to sleep. It's just not pleasant. And now we're we're exercising, right? So you can easily fall into the trap of associating exercise with those negative feelings. And that can also lead to a a toxic relationship with fitness, with exercise, right? So we want to make sure that we are being realistic with the habits that we're going to develop. Also, same thing like if if you haven't had a history of really sticking to a consistent fitness plan. Um, or, you know, working out regularly. I wouldn't suggest starting with five to six days a week, like scheduling that yourself. Start with three days, right? Three days out of the seven, try to nail the three days down for the first couple of weeks. And then maybe add a day And four days is fine of physical activity. Three days is fine. Right. I do recommend trying to get at least 10,000 steps every day if you can. But again, you work your way up to that. Same thing. Realistic habits. You want to, you want to, Build habits from, from realistic behaviors, right? So if we want to get to 10,000 steps a day and you're only getting 4,000 right now, all right, and you really are not into walking or feel like you don't have the, the energy or the time, I'm not going to suggest jumping straight to 10,000. Let's add 2,000 steps. Let's see if we can get to 6,000. See if we can do that for a couple weeks and then we'll add another thousand and work our way up. But let's make sure whatever habits that we're trying to develop are based around realistic behaviors, things that are going to be true to you, things that you feel like you can control and you can stick to. So if you're looking to develop some better habits right now, one of the things I like to do from coaching someone's nutrition, uh, you know, depending on where they are, is try to give them a list of habits to choose from to start with and see what they think they can control and master over the next one to two weeks, and, and get down before we move to the next habit, right? So, same thing with you. Pick something realistic um, that you feel like you can stick to. You can do and, and go for it. I support that hundred um, percent. And with with picking, you know, realistic habits, that actually moves right into the next point I have here is is when it comes to our workouts, engaging workouts that like that you actually enjoy and things that you'll actually do. Now, obviously, you've heard me say, if you've listened to other episodes, obviously, resistance training is very important for for just about anybody, no matter what your fitness goal is. You need need to build lean muscle for strength, help you reduce your risk of injury. Um, Resistance training is great for bone density, especially uh, for for women, for for bone density. Um, Also, increasing your resting metabolism, right? The more lean muscle tissue you build, uh, the the more calories your body needs to sustain life. So it's just, it's, it's very, very beneficial You know, and I always say try to get at minimum two to three days a week of some type of resistance training done. But also, if this is not your favorite thing to do, I'd have you go towards the two day a week mark and try to fill your other days with things you actually enjoy. If you like to play tennis, you know, if you like to golf, that's a lot of walking that gets done on the course. Uh, If you like to play pickup basketball, which is something that I love to do. You know, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic at the time of this recording right now, we still are. And, you know, can't really go play pick up basketball right now. But, you know, whatever you enjoy, if you like going on hikes, um, maybe you are a runner, like do something that you're going to actually enjoy. Dance, go dancing, something that you can stick to again. And this ties right back in to to realistic behaviors. Right. Engage in these workouts and physical activity that you are actually going to enjoy because it all comes back to how we, what we associate fitness with, right? Make sure there's some joy in there, there's some happiness, something that you can look forward to and it won't seem like a task. you know. I, I And one thing that i developed, I've been uh, a personal trainer for over eight years is I've had to realize that, you know, I've realized most people, a lot of people don't share the same love for just general workouts that I do, right? I love lifting, I love, you know, Resistance training, I love lifting weights. I love bar calisthenics, just body weight training, like you name it. Like I, yeah, I enjoy all of that stuff. You know, I'm swinging some kettlebells. But everybody's not wired like me. We're all different individuals. You know, and and that's why it's important to to understand, to to, and to relate this to you. Do something that you are going to enjoy. You're more likely uh, to to stick to it. Okay. And and when we're talking about exercise, my next point is understand also when we're doing this. Try not to treat exercise as just a quick fix, right? Uh, And and it's okay to want to look and feel good, you know, for your vacation. Maybe you're going going away, going to Jamaica, you're going wherever you may be going. Perfectly fine. But try to make being active uh, and and also having balanced nutrition just a part of your life, your everyday lifestyle. I promise you, if you can do that the next time that you do have a trip planned, just that little bit of extra preparation that you want to do will be that much easier for you. Um, it's just, a fitness is just not a quick fix, try not to treat it as a quick fix. Um, you know, try to sustain it. Even if you are starting with that in mind, though, like I say, it is, you, you started to get fit for a vacation, um, or maybe you have a wedding coming up. One of my, uh, really good clients, uh, I actually met her. She wanted to train for her wedding. Uh, she actually got very good results for that wedding, but it's turned into a complete lifestyle for her to the point where I have trained her through, uh, up to a year before her wedding. And then after the wedding, trained her, she actually had her first child. I trained her up until uh, three days before she gave birth. And then she had her second child recently. And I trained her up until a few weeks before she gave birth. But then, you know, the whole shutdown took place uh, here in New York, gyms had to close, but I was still providing her with workouts uh, digitally. But the point is, it has turned into a complete lifestyle for her, like to the point where she has gotten stronger you know, for carrying her children around, just everything. So it started out as, you know, preparing for an event and it's turned into a complete lifestyle change. Like she's become really, really, really just committed uh, to just live, uh, leading a healthy lifestyle. Um, and it's it's great to see. So um, I don't want to like demonize, you know, getting in shape for a vacation or anything like that. Just try to build that momentum into a lifestyle uh, in your every just a lifestyle, which is going to be in your everyday life. Um, next point is just going to be making sure that you are prioritizing your rest days and your recovery. Um, it's super important because you want to make sure your body has adequate rest, adequate recovery, because rest can be just as important as the training in your program. You really don't want to overtrain. You can really, really get, just get a lot of bad negative effects from that. Uh, from doing too much with not enough recovery, typically for a person to overtrain, you got to be pushing pretty, pretty hard on a, on a almost daily basis, but it does happen. Make sure you're, you're resting enough. Make sure you're giving your muscles time to, to recover. Uh, make sure you're giving your body in general, you know, time to recover, especially if you're training at a pretty intense level, you're going to need that recovery because at the end of the day, that's the time our body uh, repairs and heals itself, right? When we're resting, and that's how our muscles grow back stronger. Right? In order for our muscles to grow back stronger, for us to put on lean muscle, we have to have adequate recovery to do so. And part of adequate recovery is going to be make sure, making sure you're sleeping enough, um, making sure you're getting that seven to nine hours of sleep and not just seven to nine hours of sleep, but trying to get into deep sleep, making sure that we're not distracted when we're sleeping, trying to make sure that we are, um, you know, not using our phone too close to bedtime with that light coming right into your face. Make sure you can just get a proper and full night's rest. It makes a big difference um, uh, with, with our rest and our recovery. Um, especially if you are working super, super long hours and then trying to get up early in the morning to work out, that can actually turn into being counterproductive if you're not getting enough sleep. You're just stressing the body even more, even more. You can and that can actually you know, be detrimental because the more stress that's in your body can actually lead to a release of cortisol. Cortisol has been linked to increased amounts of body fat. So uh, cortisol is a stress hormone, uh, if you're not sure what that is. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. But you want to make sure you're getting adequate rest and you're you're prioritizing rest and recovery in your program, right? And a part of recovery is also going to be stretching, right? Making sure you're getting static stretching in after your workout. You should be doing an active or dynamic stretch before, right, the dynamic warm up, but getting a nice long static stretch where you're doing those longer holds after the workout. This actually also helps you in your recovery because it activates what's called your parasympathetic nervous system that actually signals your body it's time to recover and relax and kind of cool down from what just took place. All right, so prioritize rest days. That whole no, no days off mentality can actually be toxic because your body is not resting can lead to overtraining. You can actually get sick. Just a lot of things can happen that you want to avoid. So make sure you're prioritizing your rest. Um, And again, it's all about maintaining a healthy relationship with fitness, right? We don't want anything that's going to be toxic. We don't want anything that's going to be damaging or dangerous to us. Um, And next point is also sort of related to this with listening to your body is knowing the difference between uh, burn and in actual true pain, right? What what actual true pain is and what burn is. So I really don't agree with the, the phrase, no pain, no gain. That's just outdated. And it's, I don't think it's the greatest thing to go by because the truth is if there's pain, there's usually a problem, right? Pain is typically an indication of something wrong. Now, muscular burn, muscle burn when you're training is normal. It's expected, and that's actually the goal. We will to get that progressive overload in. We gotta push our bodies and force our muscles to our bodies to adapt to try to get stronger. But pain, I'm talking when I'm talking pain, I'm talking joint pain, right? If we have joint pain happening, that's not good. We do not want to push through joint pain. You're experiencing severe or chronic joint pain. You know, see a doctor, see an orthopedist, a physical therapist, get that checked out, figure out what's going on. Now, muscle burn, perfectly acceptable. That's what we want. Understanding the difference between burn and pain. All right. So if your muscles are burning you as you're training, perfectly fine. If your joints are bothering you and aching constantly, get checked out. I'm gonna always refer out uh, to a uh, a doctor uh, of some sort just to that de- you know to make sure that you're okay and you're that you know you're also not doing any more damage to your body. All right. So we know the difference between burn uh, and and pain. Just No pain, no gain is is no, it's not really something I like to live by. I have a little cheesier motto. I like to call it no burn, no earn, right? You're not earning if you're not burning. Yeah, I know it's cheesy, whatever. But still, it's better than no pain, no gain. It makes more sense. Uh, We we just want to make sure you're not hurting yourself, right? So if you find yourself in that position, you have joint pain, you're, you're having issues like that, call a doctor, physical therapist, orthopedist, get checked out, make sure that everything is okay. And then hopefully you're good. You can get back. To your training. Um, as you move along here, this is a big one, especially in the age of social media. Um, and this has led to a lot uh, a lot more just uh toxic relationships with fitness, and it's gonna be the the body comparisons. Let go of the body comparison, stop comparing yourself to other people that you see on social media, people that you know personally, people you see at the gym. We are all different, we're all in a different place. Number one, you don't know how that person got that body, right? So Right. I don't I don't want to dive too in deep to that, not saying that's always the case, but in some cases it could be number one. Number two, you don't know what's real. Right. Photoshop is still a real thing with all the filters and everything like that. Understand you don't know what you're looking at. Stop comparing yourself. And also there are cases sometimes where you may be still pretty new or just at a different place in your fitness journey than that person is. Right. You could literally be comparing your chapter two to someone else's chapter twenty five. Right. I mean, me, I've been working out since I was 14 years old, really 13. I started like looking, getting into like push-ups and stuff, but I started lifting weights and things like that. I was 14 in high school, I was playing football and I joined a weightlifting club. Uh, I've been doing this for years. I'm 33 now. So you're talking almost 20 years of experience just from working out, exercising and lifting and, and now almost 10 years experience in the fitness industry. Like it's different, right? For me, and especially I do this for a living. It's different for me as opposed to someone who may work an office job. You may, you know, be a a stay-at-home mom. Whatever it is that you're doing, we're all different, right? We're, We're all different individuals. We're not comparing ourselves. You definitely shouldn't be comparing yourself to anyone else, whether they're on the internet, whether they're your trainer, your coach. You have to compare yourself to you. That's it. It's you against you. Literally comparing yourself with where you once were, where you used to be. Even if you just started yesterday, guess what? You're further along than you were two days ago. That's still progress. Even if it's not where you wanna be or you feel like you should be, you are making progress. Remember earlier I said we're chasing progress, not perfection. It is you against where you used to be and you are chasing your potential. You're not chasing anyone else. It's just your own potential, right? Let go of the body comparisons. You're not in competition with anyone else. Let's just beat yesterday. Let's be a little bit further along than we were the day before. And guess what? You're not perfect. It's not always going to be the case, but keep that mindset and keep pressing forward. All right. And next up, as we just finished talking about comparing ourselves to others, one thing I do want to touch on is let's also, along with setting body composition goals, let's set some goals that are not even appearance related, right? Set some fitness goals that are not appearance based. It's okay it's OK to set some body composition goals and, you know, to want to look a certain way. That's perfectly fine. But let's also understand that fitness is not all about appearance. It's not all about having visible six pack abs. It's not all about the way you look right. We want to improve your overall quality of life through movement, through through nutrition. Right. We want to make sure that we are doing that. So maybe you can set a goal of moving better, getting more mobile, but getting more flexible, right. Moving without pain. Right. Again, we talked about the no pain, no gain kind of being not a good way to live. Right. We want to make sure we can get pain free. We want to maybe you want to become a, a better runner. Maybe you want to get a healthier report at your next physical at the doctor, which is super important. And that's the most important thing on this list. Right. Our health. We want to make sure that we are improving our health. So like I said, it's OK to set some body composition goals. But let's also think of some goals that we can set that are not appearance based right? How's your mobility? How's your flexibility? How's your strength, right? Maybe you want to get stronger. Let's take a look at that and understand fitness as a whole nother world outside of body composition. All right. And lastly, I just want to close out with uh, this last one is just build a supportive social circle, right? Just get some people in your circle that uh, they can encourage you, you can encourage them, you know, on a similar path, some like-minded individuals. This could be Spouse, it could be you know um, a girlfriend, a boyfriend. This could be uh, a relative, a a neighbor, a coworker, whoever. This could be a small group, but just try to get a supportive social circle that where you guys can help to not only just keep each other accountable, but support each other, encourage each other. You can share some healthy recipes, go for walks together. um, You know whatever. The case may be in, in some states, gyms are still closed. I know here in New York state, we're still closed and we don't know where we're opening at, at the time of this recording, but Hey, going for walks together, uh, you know, exercising at the park together, obviously, you know, being responsible and distancing when you need to, but just doing these things together in a healthy manner, manner can go a long way. And Hey, if you're tracking your steps, right, maybe you're at 7,500 and You know, the other person is at 9,000 and like, hey, how many stuff do you get? Oh, I'm at 7,500. I'm at 9,000. Hey, let's get to 10 together. You know what I mean? Just thinking like that and encouraging and motivating and pushing each other can go a long way and also lead to a healthier relationship with fitness, right? Because we want to make sure that we have um, a healthy thought process when we think about fitness. We want to make sure we have healthy habits when it comes to our fitness. All right. So I just wanted to cover those things, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Before I go, I just wanted to let you know, um, I recently just launched uh, my very own fitness app. It's called Vincity, V-I-N-S-I-T-Y. V-I-N-S-S-I-T-Y. And Vincity is a fitness streaming platform um, where you can stream on-demand workouts, you can stream meal prep videos, you know, using those recipes, as well as educational content and courses as well, you know, on things covering proper kettlebell swing technique from the ground up and just I'm also adding new content on a weekly basis. Um, So check that out. It's called VinCity. You can type it in on the app store. It's available for Apple and Android mobile devices. So that's smartphones and tablets. Uh, You can even cast it onto your television and do workouts right from your TV screen as well, uh, right from our in-app cast button that we have. Um, But give that a shot. Uh, Look into that. If you are interested uh, right now, we do have a seven day free trial going and we are launching at the launch rate right now. Um, at the time of this recording, it is $9.99 per month after, uh, the seven day free trial. So that's $9.99 per month It's less than 10 bucks a month. And you can stream all of this stuff right to your mobile device. Um, and, uh, but, but again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I love getting your feedback. Please shoot me an email. Uh, you can actually email me directly. Uh, you can justin at v-i-n-s-i-t-y.com, justin at vincity.com. You can just email me there. It's perfectly fine. Um, all of your questions, or you can find me on social media. My handle is m-r underscore j-a-y-f-i-t. That's Mr. J-Fit. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow the Vincity Instagram, it is vincity at v-i-n-s-i-t-y underscore a-p-p. But send me your feedback. Let me know what you think. And If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it. Please tell someone about it. And also please leave us a review um, as well, wherever you're listening to your podcast. This helps more people find out about the show. All right. But thank you so much for joining me today. Stay healthy, stay strong, and I will talk to you soon.